When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to the Potted Together podcast. My name is Adam and as always I'm joined by my other two overly self-indulgent co-hosts Becca and Nicole. (laughs) Hi! What a wonderful intro. (laughs) I feel like I... I should explain that. We saw a review left a long time ago for the first time recently, and they <laughs> called us overly self-indulgent. <laughs> oh, Which, I love that. I guess to an extent, if you create content about your life online, maybe a little bit. Yeah. I mean, Arguably so. <laughs> you think you're interesting enough to record your voice and post it for people to listen to. You have to be a little like self-confident at least yeah (laughs) yeah you have to think you at least have something good to say or else you wouldn't do it so yeah we have something good to say yeah exactly and also it's just one of those situations the girls that get it get it and the girls that don't don't they Mm -hmm. don't right and twenty-five thousand people a month think that we're you know we have something to say so yeah they're interested. So today's episode, though, after we get done with our catch-ups that we do, is going to be about IKEA greenhouse cabinets. Yay. Um, one of the three of us has one. <laughs> that is Becca. Um, but we're going to talk Hi. all things IKEA greenhouse. Present. And, <laughs> present. Um, but first, uh, like always, we do our catch-up. We talk about how our week's been going, how we're feeling. So... Who wants to talk about their week and what's been going on? I <laughs> I will start because I mentioned in the past that I was doing pottery classes this year. <gasps> yes. Yes. Oh, Do you hate you it guys, as much as I hate it? I hate it. I hate it. I hate I and I Damn. hate to say it. And Daniel is so annoyed with me because he's like, Becca, just well, okay. Here's the reason why I hate it. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. There are like <laughs> a thousand steps. Okay. There's, and there are people out there who follow me and the podcast who are so excited that I was starting pottery. So I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to leave it to you. I am not cut out <laughs> for this. I already know this. I'm I'm halfway through my session and I'm already like, I want to quit. I really want to <laughs> quit. I hate this. Um, and quitting... You know, I I was not a quitter growing up, but when something is clearly not serving me, my parents and I would come to an agreement. We're like, yeah, you can stop. You've really tried. You have definitely put in the effort to make sure that this is something you don't want. So you can quit. (laughs) That's how my family operated with quitting. So like (laughs) I've gone to three classes and have not enjoyed any of them. I think you're well within your right. Yeah, in my mind, I'm like, I think that means that I can quit. But no. Daniel is like, no, Becca, you paid for it. You have to go. And I'm like, no. 
you just like, torture yourself the rest of the time. Oh. Like yesterday, he basically had to push me out the door. I'm like, oh, I'm already late, so I might as well not even go. He's like, go. <laughs> uh, um, oh my gosh, <clears throat> I feel that though. But I also want to encourage you and be and say that there are copious are a myriad of different ways to do pottery, pinch pots, <laughs> coil pots, and maybe one of those will serve you better yeah. because the wheel fucking sucks. I hated it. <laughs> hated it. Yeah. Is it because it is... like you have to you have to like keep it like in a consistent circle and like that's very hard to achieve? I th- I think I'm just like overall okay. Here's also why Daniel's annoyed with me. So he's like, why don't you like it? And I'm like, well, because I'm not good at it. And he's like, okay, you're annoying. You're so annoying. You're not going to be good at everything you do. I'm like, no, but I am. Like, you don't get it. Like, (laughs) I am a person who is usually good at everything I do. So this is jarring. Like, I picked up woodworking pretty quickly. I'm not a star woodworker, but like I can build things and they look pretty good. Like mm-hmm. and I, I yeah. can sew, I can embroider, I can like I just I pick up on things. I know how to knit. And and with this, I'm like, ah, I'm not good at it. I can't do it. So and I I need I need to get over that. So if it I, I the know clay this. feels the tension. The clay feels all emotion. But see, here's my thing. It, it knows. <laughs> like, why would one want to do something over and over again that they clearly know they're not good at or that they <laughs> don't, don't enjoy. enjoy fully? Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I don't care. Like, I've I've done that with, like, classes before, like, online photography classes that I'm just not connecting with where I paid for them. And I'm like, you know what? I give up. Like, I'm not going to do it. I know what yeah. I'm doing and that's it, yeah. you know? I don't know. Why subject yourself to that? <laughs> right. Well, and that's how I felt about the Master Gardener course. Like, he brought that up yesterday and I'm like, Daniel, don't even oh, bring that up. It's not You fair. powered through that, though. <laughs> you powered. You took those tests while you were here and I, I witnessed it. And that was I brutal. Was, I was that committed, Nicole, and I didn't finish the course. Oh. <laughs> I didn't finish it. And he oh, knows okay. I didn't finish it. So oh. this is all lovingly. He's not like pissed off at me, but he's like, you didn't finish that. Like, and now you don't want to finish pottery. Like, what's up? Like, what? <laughs> why are you not <laughs> finishing these things that you paid for? I think for him, it's mostly like the money. He's like, you paid for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, which I understand. But with the Master Gardener course, I'm like, this is a PowerPoint presentation that they recorded 10 years ago and they're pushing out i'm like this is just not it this is not what i wanted for a master gardener course at all so that one i i had no regrets on ditching that but with this it it really is coming from a place of just like struggling with it and being frustrated with that so i do think it's in my best interest to finish it because it'll be a good character building moment for me and at the end of the day like I have made pieces that hopefully will be like a piece that I can have in my house because they don't look yeah. that bad. Like yeah. each week I, I can see that I'm getting better, but it's just such a slow painful. progression. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's like painful to get there. And here's something that is so silly that is a big reason why I'm not enjoying it. Okay, so you know how I'm left-handed. Okay, mm-hmm. I talk about it all the time. I'm a lefty born in a world made for righties. And the world is not kind to us left-handed people. And, you know, 
<laughs> in university, there would be like 20 right-handed desks and two left-handed desks, okay? Guess who would sit in left-handed desks? Freaking righties every single time. And <laughs> listen. <laughs> Goddamn righties. I definitely, freaking righties, they have everything and they take the one sliver of dignity that I have. <laughs> and the worst part is they don't even know. They don't even notice. Yeah. Anyway, so... I easily could have walked up to them and been like, hey, you're sitting at a left-handed desk. I'm left-handed. Can can we switch? And they probably would have been like, oh, yeah. Okay. But I can't do that. In my mind, I'm like, <laughs> no. No. I cannot do that. So with my pottery classes, I happened to sit at the singular wheel in the class that cannot reverse. So I'm having to throw pottery right-handed even though I'm left-handed, which like is not a foreign experience for me to do things right-handed because I've done that my whole life. But it is mm -hmm. like I feel an extra brain, an extra part of my brain that I'm having to activate that all the yeah. righties in the class are not having to do. Okay, everybody's right. doing great. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so like every time, every time I try to do a new skill... <laughs> Wait, what? I'm, my internet's <laughs> lagging. I think I'm missing something. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm laughing at this still. Yeah. Are you guys just laughing at my storytelling? Yeah. Yeah, because you're so funny. You're oh, funny okay. when you tell stories. Okay. Um, so, yeah, every time we... Oh, thank okay, you. Okay, girl. Your, thank your you, internet you. is I think I'm like five really seconds behind. Lagging. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, gotta, we can't do that. <laughs> something happened. There's a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> Oh no. Um Okay, so is was it possible for you to sit in one of those reversing wheels and not well, force yourself to learn? She couldn't ask that. I know, <laughs> but what about the other times of the class? Like are you the kind of person that sits in the same spot every time and you feel like everyone else is too, so you didn't want to take somebody's seat? That's exactly it. But everybody's sitting in the same spot every time. So it's not like I could just show up early oh. and take someone's seat, then I'm an asshole, you know? Yeah. But, no. and I'm also not helping myself because the, the instructor knows I'm left-handed because I was trying, I was like, I don't know why this isn't working for me. And they were like, oh, well, because you're using the wrong hand. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm left-handed. And they were like, oh, okay, well, you can't do that. <laughs> you need to use your right hand. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, um. Well, anyway. fuck off. Yeah, yeah. see, that, well, that she, sh <laughs> the instructor should have switched your seat with someone in that sense like i don't was, understand that see i have a hard time blaming the instructor because i'm an adult and i they offered to be like oh well if you ever want to switch mine over there and I, it's just every time i get there they're already throwing on the wheel instructing so yeah. it's like i guess people show up really early i honestly don't know anyway i'm putting myself <laughs> in this position because i don't want to ask someone to switch me mm -hmm. because everyone's all very established. So I, I, I know that this is definitely my fault. Um, <laughs> I, I, I know that, but I'm just making it more difficult for myself because also I took the night class because I thought it would bring like friendship because I was like, oh, someone's taking like the night class. They're probably young. You know, I didn't I didn't opt for the 10 a.m. Because I'm like, I have mm -hmm. enough 70 year old friends. Like, I, I'm sorry. I have a yeah. lot of older <laughs> friends here. Let's try to make some friends in our 20s and 30s. 
no one talks mm-hmm. to each other. I'm like, oh, God. Good God. Really? We're a bunch of introverts at this class. <laughs> <laughs> no one probably wants to talk to you because they just hear you cussing under your breath the whole time. <laughs> Motherfucking wheel. Like, fucking righties. <laughs> Fuck I'm like grumbling about right-handed people. Everybody's right-handed. <laughs> you guys just, just don't get it. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I'm like, no. thinking back, I didn't even realize that there would be another different death. So, like, this is my own ignorance and selfishness because I'm mm. like, well, shit, how many times was I the righty that sat in the left-handed desk because I didn't even know that was a thing. Me because too. Probably a, yeah, I, it's probably happened at least yeah. once. There's no mm-hmm. education. There's no left-hand awareness. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there isn't. There you isn't. Know, Jay's, Jay's left-handed, and I forget that from time to time, but like he's more ambidextrous because he could do things with his right hand, and he never really yeah. complains about it. But he's definitely favors his left hand, you know, so. Yeah, he suffers in silence. I I just tend to be more vocal about it. I can do most things with both of my hands, (laughs) but it's just, man, in these moments, I'm like, fuck, this sucks. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But um, no, I I have been able to like throw things. And the thing that I got frustrated with yesterday was trimming because that's like a whole other skill within pottery. And you have to use, like, pen skills because you're holding a tool with your hand, which, like, obviously I can do Mm. with my right hand, but it just feels weird. It's not as natural. Yeah. So that's frustrating. And it's just it's just hard. And it's like a whole new skill set that I'm like, it's very painful to learn this, but I'm going to keep going. I'm going to finish it. I only have three more weeks, you know, so. Yeah, you got this. You got this. Yeah, but people who are just so good at it, like our instructor just like throws like the most beautiful pot ever. And I'm like, oh, it's beautiful. I can't wait to see it fired. And then she takes the tool and like cuts it in half. I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) I would have taken that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, can I fire that, please? So I have something. Okay, what I need you to do is stalk her and find out something she's not good at and just serve her a piece of humble pie and be like, oh, can you build a fucking greenhouse? Yeah. Didn't think so. No, you can't. But nice little pot you got there. Cute cute little pot (laughs) you made. Oh, my God. No. Adam's pettiness is showing again. (laughs) Truly. I'm like, she's really a nice, very nice person. I would never do that. <laughs> she's she's really very nice. No, she's really nice. She's so nice. No, I, also I think what adds mm. to the situation is I'm used to this is so I'm being so annoying right now because I'm about to say as well I'm used to being one of the better <laughs> ones in all the classes that I take, which is such a fucking annoying thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like in my in my workout classes, in my dance classes, I'm like, well, I'm the most flexible in the room, so like I feel good about that. But with this class, like everybody has taken a pottery class before, so like they're all really good, and I'm just here like. They have a one-up on you. They have a one-up on you. That should make you feel less bad. Yeah. I'm not used to being the runt of the group is what I'm saying. So it feels very weird Mm -hmm. for me. I'm an overachiever in the worst way. You know, like I will like. Yeah. Major Hermione vibes. Like Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hermione vibes. Yeah. uh, Movie one, Hermione. That's me. My hand in the fucking air. Yeah. I know what it is. I know the answer. Yeah. It's Leviosa. Except I'm not, not that. Leviosa. Yeah. 
I'm not mean about it. I just am quietly better than everybody else, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But not in pottery. I am loudly the worst in the room. (laughs) Yeah. So wait, do you get to bring pottery home like at the end of the day or are you still working on the same pot like where are we at with it i made three pots successfully two weeks ago and they were dry enough for me to trim them so i Mm -hmm. i trimmed them kind of it was bad trimming very very bad it went very bad but yeah so the next step would be to glaze them or something we haven't gotten to that part yet but i've made I think a total of like five things that I think would be okay. Nice. We're going to see these pots and we're going to be like, okay, Becca, you can open up your own fucking Etsy shop because these are beautiful. Watch. I bet you no. any money. No, I <laughs> doubt that. I really doubt it. They'll be like, well, you took a pottery class. <laughs> That's what they say. That's what these pots say. Aww. Which, like, that's fine. I'm proud of. I'm. I'm proud of three weeks ahead of me. Because when you guys hear this, I will probably only have one week left of class and torture. So there you go. Torture. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, Nicole, what about your week? Well, I just finished editing the episode that went up last week and in it I said next week I'll have the same update because I have absolutely nothing going on in my life which is absolutely factual nothing happened this week at all but I have to say because we haven't mentioned it yet that this week is actually the week that we're going to be in California (laughs) it wasn't last week (laughs) it's this week um I left most of that in because it was funny but yeah we're going to be in California on Wednesday. Wait, Tuesday? Tomorrow? The ninth. The ninth is Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be there on Thursday and hopefully we have some fun stuff planned because we don't we don't have anything planned yet. But um okay, so a couple nights ago I watched a documentary. I've just been watching a lot of TV. It's a lot of TV the winter months for me. Okay, catch up on a lot. Um, watch a documentary about Amityville Horror in New York. You know, Long Island house, people mm-hmm. murdered, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure everybody knows what it is, what it's about. But this documentary was so detailed. Wait, that was a real place? Yes. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. True story. It's... Oh, sorry yikes yeah (laughs) yeah it's in it's on in on long island new york on ocean drive and it was a family lived there back in the oh shoot 60s i want to say oh i could be wrong um but a son an older son pretty much killed his whole family in the house and like I thought that he was possessed because that's what the movie is about. The movie Mm -hmm. takes place in, I think, the 70s where a new family moves in and they become like they start 
feeling like stuff in the house and then they end up leaving like less than a month living there they leave everything there like all their food all their belongings they put all their savings into the house and they just left because it was haunted essentially right but the Mm -hmm. killings were actually allegedly planned by like the sister and it went wrong because the parents were abusive it was this whole story i saw the other night and i knew nothing about this so i was like shook and it was in the forefront of my brain all night I went to sleep and I had the worst nightmares I've ever had <laughs> in my life. And I watch a lot of scary shit. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, scary movies for me, you know, scary movies and chill. That really shook me. <laughs> I don't know why. Like I had the, and I can't remember the dreams, but they were just really scary. Like things flying around, like haunting dreams, you know? Mm. Anyway, if you want to watch this documentary, it's on the <laughs> History Channel, I want to say. Anyway, if, if you want to inflict pain on yourself, if you want to, the- if you want to know, <laughs> yeah. if you want to know, if you want to hey, watch the documentary that-, that scared Nicole, okay, yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, maybe don't recommend it then. <laughs> well, see, this is the thing, like, it was scary, but it was also like, oh, okay, so that's what really happened. Like, I didn't, I didn't know, you know, and I think it I was think just I be- need to. <laughs> I do. I'm one of those people that, like, if it's a true story, I have to research everything. Like, I need to know the back details of of the whole story. Um, But, like, I grew up watching this movie. Like, they've done remakes. Ryan Reynolds is in one of the more recent ones. And his abs. And his abs, yes. Mm. Which I did not like that remake. I was like, they could have casted anybody but him. Like, what? No. I didn't like it. Anyway. Um, Question. Yeah. Question sidestep for Adam regarding Ryan Reynolds. So have you guys ever heard of this concept of like men who men think women like and then who they actually like? Okay, so Mm -hmm. Ryan Reynolds is often cited as the man that men think women like. And what it actually is, is like... um, I don't know, like a nerdy actor. I can't think of someone right now. Someone that is Paul not... Rudd. Yeah, yeah, like Paul Rudd. <laughs> Paul Rudd is like hot. Uh, Steve Carell, <laughs> hot. Yeah. Okay, but those yeah. are just two. There's like definitely other actors that are hot. Ryan Reynolds is also hot, but like diff- different energies. Like Adam, as a gay man, where do you <laughs> fit in in all of this? Like. <laughs> Are you more of like a Paul Rudd or are you like a Ryan Reynolds? Like, obviously, Ryan Reynolds is hot and we all like him. But like, you know. Yeah. I'm a Paul Rudd. Yeah. You're a Paul I, Rudd. Okay. I'm a I'm a dad bod loving, you know, if there's like yeah. muscles and abs, then I will just feel bad about myself if I'm naked next to that person. So. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Yeah. And selfishly, no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> no, yeah, that's I love me though. some Steve Carell and Paul Rudd, and yeah. yeah, the um the guy from Stranger Things. I can't think of his name right now. I don't oh, watch Stranger Things with the mustache, the cop with the mustache. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she What's just his did name? the lip bite. Oh. It's the mustache. It's the mustache. David Harbor. David Harbor. Oh, I'm trying yeah. to think of another like hot nerdy actor. Gosh. Uh, anyway. Um yeah, conventionally attractive 
men kind of freak me out like when they're all muscly like watching uh love island i'm like Ugh. these guys like yeah they're attractive but they're like meaty and like i've never been attracted to that yeah. you know i haven't either and i've had this conversation with jay a bunch of times where i'm like oh the lumps they're too much like i i just say that they're too lumpy <laughs> and he's like what are you talking about come on like there's a certain physique everyone's attracted to and i was like not this fucking uh-uh. chick i don't like no. it I don't. And then like, he'll take like, cause he works out. So he'll take pictures and he'll be like, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> you're getting way too fucking lumpy. Stop. And he's like, I can't win. I can't win. <laughs> too lumpy. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Well, he does it for himself. So that's good. He's not like, I'm doing this for my girl yeah. and she's going to love it. And then you end up being like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I just had to quickly ask since Ryan Reynolds was brought up it, Okay, sorry, continue. Yeah, no, that's okay. Um, so anyway, if you'd like to know the real story of the Amityville Horror, you can watch it on, I believe it's the <laughs> History Channel, Lawrence Fishburne has this like documentary series, okay? And I can't remember what it's called, like greatest something of the universe or something, okay? Anyway, I watched another one last night and it was about the... <laughs> I put it on not even thinking that I'm traveling this week, but it's about the Malaysia flight that just went missing. Oh, my God. Okay. I didn't know. (laughs) I have been obsessed with that flight for like years. Have you? Okay. So I didn't know half of it. Like when it happened in 2014, I was like, oh, shit, that sucks. Like I just went missing. Like I'm thinking like Bermuda Triangle type shit, you know, but then Mm -hmm. I thought that they found pieces, which allegedly they did but if you're obsessed with this case then you're not flying anywhere so you should watch this because it's a really good documentary because they like label all the theories of what could have happened and it scared the crap out of me again and one of the theories was i know becca doesn't have a fear of flying so i can talk about this but yeah (laughs) what is it called it's like (laughs) hyper or shoot i looked it up on my phone never mind it's something where like you the the cabin loses pressure too quickly Mm -hmm. and everybody pretty much just loses oxygen and dies in in the air Mm -hmm. like everybody just dies because you have no oxygen up there but the same thing happens to the pilots so that was like one of the theories that like this happened and the cabin wasn't pressurized they became delusional and didn't couldn't like stabilize the pressure in the plane and then it just ended up in the ocean but it was 45 minutes into this documentary where I remembered I'm taking a flight in two weeks and I have <laughs> I have fear of flying. I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Luckily, I didn't have nightmares, but oh, I, was, I don't know why I did that. But it's it was a really good documentary. So just like Google Lawrence Fishburne History Channel documentaries and it'll come up. Lawrence Fishburne. Have you ever watched any of like David Attenborough's uh documentaries because if you love documentaries he's like the king of documentaries i've never even heard of him and they're happy ones like there's a one about hummingbirds on amazon prime that is like the coolest documentary ever Ooh, he also goes into prisons in one of them i saw the prison one because i'm like weirdly fascinated with prison um oh i am too yeah he did a good one on like worlds like scariest prisons or something but he has so many he's like the gem of australia and the uk for like yeah. documentaries. Ooh. I'm shocked you haven't heard Big of time. him. 
Yeah. No, I haven't. Uh, Nicole, let's unpack your fear of flying because I'm I'm curious. Is it that you're like what part of flying Control. freaks you out? <laughs> the fact that <laughs> what did you say, Adam? <laughs> Con- I said control. Yes. The fact that I am thir- over 30,000 feet up in the air, I just mm-hmm. don't feel like humans belong up there. Like, like, how is this extremely heavy structure staying in the air? Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I can't wrap, wrap my head around it. I don't understand it. Yeah. So many different things can happen. And I just, <laughs> I, <laughs> I hate it. But also it's, it's about like, I, f- I feel like I'm a little bit claustrophobic and being on yeah. a plane is just like, there's no way out when you're up there. So like that thought yeah. can't come into my head because my claustrophobia will like go crazy, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I do have claustrophobic tendency. I don't know if it's tendency. I don't know what it would be on planes. That's the mm-hmm. only thing that freaks me out is if I'm like in the back of the plane, I get really freaked out because it, I don't know why, but mm-hmm. That's the only thing yeah. for me with flying. Otherwise, I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hate turbulence. I hate all of it. But reassuringly, like I have a really close childhood friend whose husband is a pilot for United Airlines. And I mean, it, like like you and Steve, Adam, Steve knows like everything about aviation, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So like they're reassuring us that like, hey, these planes really do fly themselves and yeah there's yeah. there's like i looked up statistics last night before i went to bed stupid stupid woman <laughs> how oh. are you doing to yourself Nicole. because i do this all the Masochist. time <laughs> all like the time one what not to do yeah uh-huh. t- seriously um but the 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 statistics are very very low for plane crashes knock on wood yeah Especially for like so, a routine um, like Chicago yeah. to San like California like it's not risky. No, there's been shit on the yeah, news lately though. You okay. guys, my my mom has the news on twenty four seven, and I don't remember where mm. it was, but like two planes, American Airlines or something, like almost collided on the runway. Did you hear about that? Yes, but that happens all the time, and they didn't collide. <sighs> I know. I know. Anyway, great documentaries. Wouldn't recommend if you are afraid of scary things or if you're flying soon and have a fear of flying. But that's what oh. my week has basically consist of. Torture. Scaring Love that. yourself. Mm-hmm. Like just scaring yeah. yourself straight up. Multiple ways. Watch the hummingbird yeah. documentary, Nicole. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They have tongues. It's on Netflix. <gasps> Cute. Uh, I think Amazon Prime. Prime. Oh, Amazon Prime. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Or can I talk about my week? Yes, please. Are you done? Mm-hmm. Um, well, as I said last week, I went skiing this weekend and I yes. got to see snow. Yes. A lot of snow. Yeah, a lot of snow. It is freaking wild to me that a three-hour drive west in the same state that I live in that's a desert can have tall mountains covered in snow. Like, I'm just baffled by that. Like, Arizona has it all. And blizzard you know? conditions, too. Like, it was coming it down. Was. Yeah. Yeah, we actually got stuck in the parking lot, and a tractor had to come get us out. Cause, like, no way. And everyone was stuck. Because it snowed, like, eight inches that day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, It ended up being, like, a really fun trip. But after day one, I 
was living nightmare. (laughs) Maybe that's a little too dramatic. But Steve and Lydia, who I went with, had never been skiing before. Mm -hmm. Steve had tried snowboarding, didn't love it. But I was like, skiing is so much easier than snowboarding. Uh, So I signed them up for class. We get to the mountain. It was like the busiest day they've ever had. We were in line for rentals for like two hours. Oh, no. And their class started at 10 a.m. We got there at 9 a.m., which is when it opened. And then we waited until like 11 to get our rentals. So they missed the class start. But I had let the ski school know. I was like, look, they're in line, hoping that maybe they'd be like, oh, well, we'll move them to the front of the line because like you have a class to be in. They didn't. So when they got their stuff, they went to the school. I went up the mountain, did a couple runs, came back down, found them. And they were like, doing some uh, drills with the skis as far as like turning and stuff. So then I went back up the mountain. I came back down and Lydia was like, I don't know where Steve is. And apparently he was inside because he just like stopped. And then she told me that their instructor for this class told them this was his second day on skis. Oh, what the f- and he was only supposed to be shadowing, but because of all the screw-ups and how busy it was, they, like, made him lead the class. They, he oh, literally no. didn't teach them anything. That was $110 a person, and they didn't learn <gasps> squat. And so— Oh, no. I yeah. would have cared the shit out of that situation. Well, I think I think Lydia—I think Lydia's going to. Okay. Because, yeah. But then Steve was also sick, and he Um, at one point, like, was feeling very lightheaded, and his Apple Watch, like, set his heart rate at, like, 56, which is really low. But I don't know if it was, like, a bad reading. And But anyway, so after day one, like, Steve didn't do anything. I watched him once go a little bit, and he fell, and he was like, all right, I'm done, like, giving up. Kind of, like, pottery class vibe, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. He probably had better uh, reasons to quit and, than I did. And Lydia was going down the, the pony hill and she was doing fine, but falling, you know, just like normal, like somebody learning to ski. Um, but I was just kind of like bummed because I was like really hoping that it was going to be something that they'd be like loving because I love skiing. Like, I just love it. Yeah. Um, day two, we went back. It was snowing and... I was just like, you know what? You're not going to learn unless you just get up there. So we just kept going down the pony hill, like the small little hill. And they were both doing so great. Like they were getting off the lift and not falling and they were going down the hill. And I really wanted to like push them to go to the top of the mountain. So after lunch, I was like, okay, guys, I feel like we can do it. But the anxiety is like you see this big mountain, but like you don't realize there's so many runs that are very like level. Like they're not very steep because they're the green ones. And there's moments where they get steep, like where they go down, but then it levels off. So like you go fast, you just have to be okay. Like, oh, I know that I'm just going to have to keep my legs straight and just go fast. And then I'll get to a level spot and slow down. Oh, God. Not but me. anyway. I <laughs> so, not do it. Lunch ended. We got done eating lunch and we got on the lift to go to the top of the mountain because they finally agreed. Because Steve was just doing awesome. Like I was so proud of him. Aww. And Lydia was doing good too. But Steve was just like, you know, no, no fear, just going. Um we get to the top of the mountain at like 3 p.m. and the, the resort closes at 4. Ooh. All right. So I highly underestimated the time it would take us to get down the mountain with two beginner skiers. It, oh, was, sh- it took two hours. Oh. Two hours. And I, usually if I was by myself just going, it would be like five to ten minutes just to get down. And oh. 
Oh, there was no. a point where I hadn't seen anyone in a long time, and I was like, they're just, we're going to die up here. Like, the sun was going down, and in you my head, like I'm me. like, I know. I In my head, I was like, well, the sun's going down, and the bears are going to come out, Oh, and we're just going to get attacked by a bear. Okay. And Lydia okay. was just like, Lydia was trying, and she was doing great, but, like, she'd fall down, and she would... Uh, get frustrated. She's like, I'm, I'm, if I fall down again, I'm, I'm giving up. Yeah. And I was just like pushing her and pushing her and she made it, I would say 90% of the way down the mountain. And then we were like, we could see the lodge. Like that's how close we were. It was like hour two. We could see the lodge. Um, and a ski patrol guy came by and Lydia had fallen right before that. And she just like raised her hand and she was like, help me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so... (laughs) So she hopped on the back of a snowmobile for like the the 10% down to the lodge. But also like she didn't like she was wearing glasses under her goggles and they were all fogging up so she couldn't see. So she took the glasses off and Uh she's basically blind and she didn't have contacts. So I'm sure that was frustrating. But Jeez. Oh my God. Props to them though. Props to them. It was it was really fun. And it's a really beautiful mountain and ski resort. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, that's like the ultimate friendship test. Like in frustrating (laughs) moments like that, you really see people's true colors, like who they are (laughs) when they're in a really frustrating, physically demanding situation. And and I have to say, normally in those situations, I'm not a good person. So me neither. I... I'm glad to know that it doesn't sound like there were any fights. Um, yeah. No. Well, there is a, I have I have on GoPro, but there was a time. So we got to the top of the mountain, and I feel like this was like one of those situations where you saw like when you get off the lift, it was pretty level, and then when you got to the start of the green run, it was like a dip down, not too far, mm-hmm. but then it leveled out. Uh, it's hard to get mentally past that like dip. You're like, how am I going to do this? But sometimes you just got to like clear that block and just go like hold your legs still and just go fast you know yeah so but then there's the pizza move which is like you kind of turn your like make a wedge with your skis and kind of like that slows you down and so steve was going down that hill and i was just i was trying to be encouraging but i could see how it come off as like yelling but i was screaming i was like (laughs) pizza pizza dig in dig in like i was on the cheer squad like doing doing some mat talk anyway so i have my gopro attached to my head right and i'm yelling pizza dig in and he stops and he goes i can't fucking pizza any harder (laughs) 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 and if you know steve this is a man of patience like i really have to push and push him until he snaps and he did very rarely does but he was and i was like hey now don't talk to me like that. I was just trying to encourage you, but it was fine. Oh, <laughs> I cannot picture that is him. So funny. I can't picture him getting like even the I least should bit send frustrated. You this GoPro clip. <laughs> I would love to see it. That's absolutely. Oh. Those like funny, hilarious, like those moments when you and in your relationship conversation, you one of you snaps. Like it is so funny to look back at. <laughs> Yeah, it's just so ridiculous in hindsight but you're just so pissed off oh Oh, bro there's so many times where I'm like editing our travel vlogs and I just like completely skip past an entire clip because I know that like I irrationally got angry and I'm like no I don't even want to watch that because if, if if I'm stressed or like if I don't know what I'm doing and someone's not being decisive I get really snippy yeah like 
and that's what yeah. happens. But anyway, it was a good it was a good overall. They conquered the mountain, which I was very proud of them, and it was really fun. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get sixteen ounce packs of flavorful Angus ninety percent lean ground sirloin for four ninety nine each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on twelve packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Wait, so you may not want to talk about this because it's a sensitive subject and I can cut it out. But why did your pants rip? (laughs) Oh, the ripped pants. The ripped okay. pants. I mean, you posted it on Instagram, so I'm assuming that you don't care to talk about it. I mean, that you yes. will talk about it. So that day was the day that it was like whiteout conditions at the top of the mountain. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to go down and do a couple runs while they were like getting ready, you know, moving kind of slow. I was like, they can go down the pony hill. I'll do some runs just so I can do some fun things that day. Um, and I get to the top of the mountain and I'm like, it's nothing's really marked that well. And so I'm like, oh, I asked somebody, I was like, is this crown dancer? Like the run that I wanted to go on, it was a blue run. So you have green, which is intermediate blue, which is our green beginner blue intermediate then black diamond, which is expert. Mm -hmm. Um, and they were like, yeah. So, and I saw the crown dancer sign. So I was like going, but I must've missed a turn and I found myself on a black diamond. (laughs) Oh my God. And that was like straight fucking down like it was like it felt like it was almost like a 90 degree angle no and so i'm just cutting back and forth but one time i stopped and one of my legs went further and my other one didn't and then i just hear (laughs) oh and then there was there was the rip um so i took it really slow and finally most black diamonds eventually have like a cut in where you can just escape and Uh that's what i did but i had to be on the black diamond for a while and it was terrifying i was like never again that is scary. I would have yeah. died up there. They would have had to come airlift me out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I find? There is a flaw in men's clothing, specifically in the crotch, because I, I cannot tell you, <laughs> I have seen like every wedding I've ever been to, my own included, <laughs> Daniel ripped his pants at our wedding. Uh, you no ripped way. your pants. Yeah. yeah. It, it wasn't that noticeable. <laughs> but like men, men's pants rip on the crotch so, all the time or on the butt there has to be a structural issue with the way that men's pants are made because this happens so often i've never ripped a pair of pants in my life unless the fabric was fraying you're right though this has happened at multiple weddings it has have you have you seen that there's this video clip i think someone put on snapchat but it's not anybody i know but it's a guy dancing at a wedding against the wall and he like goes down and then spreads his legs like he's going to do a move and his pants rip and he's not wearing underwear and it's just oh! flop. <laughs> no. <laughs> the berries oh. flop out of the basket. <laughs> that is terrifying. Oh, no. oh, oh God. But you're right. I think there is a structural issue. Yeah, there has to be. Yeah. I don't Man. know. It, like, is it kind of hard up? to... You can't predict. No. Well, it's the same with like women's clothing you can't predict the size of someone's butt but i guess maybe with Mm -hmm. men there's butt and like external genitals so it's like the more elements to think about like i don't know just as someone who sews i'm like what is the issue with the structural integrity of men's pants at the seam (laughs) at the crotch like why are they always ripping 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. You know what? It's I wonder if anyone else. I need to see. Yeah, I need some investigative <laughs> journalism here. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> um, I'll just continue telling about my quick little story though. So we stayed in a cabin, which was uh, beautiful, Airbnb, which was really it was really pretty. But I gotta say, the host was a tad bit annoying. Oh. It was a situation where I booked it and they approved. And then they sent me this long message about the house rules. And they're like, please respond back to this message that you agree. Which I was like, that's the first time that's ever happened. Because well, usually that, when you book things, you agree that you've read the rules. That happened with us when I booked our Airbnb. I had Remember I okay. had to like send all of our information and... No. It was I pretty don't. detailed. Well, so then I said, okay, read and agree. Then they sent me the code to the door, which is fine. But they said multiple times in multiple different texts, please text us when you get in. And then it was multiple times, please text us when you check out. And I was like, no, check in is this time. I'll be there after there whenever I feel like it. And check out is this time. <laughs> and then there was a at checkout, which I know this is sounding really hoity-toity, but at checkout, there was a whole list of things you had to do, which I thought Airbnb said was not okay to make your guests clean anymore uh okay i've stayed in quite a few airbnbs and i want to say like 80 percent of the time there's a list of things to do like take out the trash um one of them strip all the beds and like (gasps) put your sheets in the corner but i'm like i don't think that that's okay to do anymore because they charge you a cleaning fee yeah if i'm paying for a cleaning fee you're hiring a cleaning company to come in that's my assumption and they're gonna do all that yeah let's look at ours okay so there (laughs) was a bunch of stuff which was fine because it was like the trash out yada 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 but then the one that was kind of a hassle was to wash and put away all your dishes and there was no dishwasher here because it was a cabin which again is fine i like washing dishes i truly do but this sink had two separate faucets one for hot one for cold it was like i was back in school in england and i was like this these don't mix so either i was burning the shit out of my hands trying to wash dishes or i'm washing them in cold water i've never seen that before you couldn't turn them both on at the same time no they were two they were two separate faucets and they weren't connected. So there were two oh, different faucets. Oh, 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 I see, I see. Yeah. Random. And then I was like, I saw a review that someone complained about that because they, if they're going to make you wash the dishes, like at least connect them. And they, the host responded and said that they, it's a rustic cabin and they've left the plumbing the same as it was. But there's PEX cord coming out of the plumbing, which PEX is the replacement of PVC. So it's modern. And I'm like, um, well, I can see the PEX. So... It's not rustic. Like, I literally can see. So just get a connector. Just get an adapter to connect them together <laughs> and then have them come out of one. Yeah. Oh, anyway. God. Old plumbing. I'm not seeing Old anything plumbing. like. I'm not seeing anything about our Airbnb this week about like. It says to please keep the home as clean as possible and remove your shoes when you enter. But. Okay. That could just because there's carpeting. Yeah. Um, And owners must pick up after their pets because it's a doggy friendly place. Oh, nice. Yeah. Which is understandable. Like a cleaning company is not going to pick up your dog shit, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I definitely remember that. So Airbnb must have changed their policies then if if that's not the case anymore. I'm going to look it up, but it, it wasn't too annoying. It was just a little bit. Yeah. 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 Might be case by case basis. But 
I feel like when in the early days of Airbnb, the cleaning fee wasn't really a thing. Like it was maybe like, you know, 10, 20 bucks. So like, yeah, I'll strip the bed. Now but it's, now it's yeah. like $200. Yeah. And when we were t- booking our Airbnb, I was like, I got my house like move in cleaned for like 300 bucks when I moved in here. Right. Uh, and they did everything. So there's no way that them coming in and changing the sheets and yeah. fluffing the pillows, cleaning the bathroom and kitchen is $200. Maybe it is now. I honestly don't know. People should be paid what they're worth, obviously. Right. But yeah. Are people really making the I, house that dirty? Well, one of the yeah, houses we found was within our budget when we were looking. And then remember when you found it, Becca, and we went to go check out and it was like... $380 for cleaning or something like that. I was like, yeah. wait, what? It's, it's like an extra night. Yeah. 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 Did you, um, real quick, did you find anything out about the crotchal area of men's jeans? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I found a Reddit thread and it's pretty much what I thought. So this is from a tailor. Um, and it says that's just where all the stress points are anchored. So, like that X on your pant crotch. Women's jeans uh-huh. have it too. Um, I'm a tailor mm-hmm. and have to repair this area a lot. Uh, if you can, try finding jeans with a gusset, a diamond-shaped piece of fabric sewn into the crotch. It helps distribute the stress points over a bigger oh. area. Okay. Which, yeah, that makes sense. I need a big area. Good to know. <laughs> I got a Just kidding. big old area. <laughs> need a big diamond. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Three carrots. Right. Well, we're 50, 51 minutes in. Yeah. Um, that We've been really bad lately. Very long. Yeah. I know. Listen, you guys, if you're listening and you're not here for the ketchups, maybe you shouldn't be here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wonder if we should start putting in the description, like the timestamps. Eh, did we talk about that? We did. And we agreed that that's not necessary because. Okay. The girls who know, know. Yeah. The girls yeah. who know, know. We could just put the end of the ketchup. Like, ketchup ends here. I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's talk about Ikea greenhouse cabinets. <laughs> yeah, Ikea greenhouse cabinet. What oh, questions sorry. do you have for me? Well, I'll, let me tell the story. So, my Ikea greenhouse cabinet <laughs> is... Just... Wait, who's interviewing who here, okay? <laughs> let me tell a story. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, what, what questions do you have? Um, because you guys are in the market, no, right? That's... Say... It's the whole reason why we're doing this. You guys are shopping. Nicole is shopping. Oh, we're shopping. Okay, so give me... Uh, first, I do want to know the history of your IKEA greenhouse cabinet, but then after that, give me like the basics of what the bare bones minimum that you should have if you purchase one of these cabinets to, to have plants in. Yeah, okay. So I got mine probably early 2021... Because it was shortly after I went full-time with De La Plants. It was, like, the first video that I made as a full-time content creator. So, like, a few days after I quit my job, I was like, I'm going to go to Ikea and I'm going to get a greenhouse cabinet during the day. And I drove to St. Louis. And um, one of my friends from St. Louis told me that it was in stock. And I was like, this is the day for me. So, I went up and grabbed it. And it was me and one other lady and we were both, there was like, I think two left and we were each grabbing one and we were kind of like looking at each other like, uh, 
<laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, set it up and it's been really great. I've loved having it. I will say that I thought like having this cabinet would solve all of my plant issues, like my harder to keep plants. I thought it would solve like every issue. It doesn't. The divas? It's, yeah, it's okay. definitely not a band-aid situation. Um, you have to maintain it. There's definitely some work you have to do to create that perfect environment. Um, and, and even then, you know, sometimes the plants just are not going to look great. So just as a forewarning, like just because you have one doesn't mean that your plants are instantly going to have a 180 and look like phenomenal, which is something that I thought would happen. <laughs> Because I'm like, oh, yeah, it's an enclosed cabinet. Like, this is going to be perfect. It's going to be 90 to 90% humidity all the time. No, it is not. So to get yourself started, you really don't need much besides lights and fans. That's it. Like, bare minimum, because you already spent a lot of money on the cabinet. I don't know how much they're retailing for. Maybe $250, $300 now. I don't remember. But... They've definitely raised the price since they started getting used for this purpose, I think. I don't know. The demand is yeah. much higher, so that would only make sense. But, uh, yeah, so the grow lights that Adam and Nicole both have is what I have in there. And I would almost venture to say they're a bit too strong for that small of a space because I have yeah. dealt with a lot of, like, chlorotic growth so mm -hmm. I am considering putting different grow lights in there. I really want to put mother grow lights in there, but I want them to match my my IKEA greenhouse and they don't have white. So I'm sad about mm -hmm. that. But if mother ever came out mm -hmm. with white body lights, I would definitely buy them. Um but the anyway, so was 300. Okay, it's 300. Man, I mm -hmm. think it was maybe 250ish when I got it. Yeah. Maybe I 270, so. 280. I have a quick question um, for you before you go on, just because it's going to yeah. leave my head. But the humidity, like the expectation of the humidity, that's because it's a cabinet with gaps, right? Like nothing's sealed in like tightly. Yeah. And so you, another thing, like this isn't a step up from the bare bones, but it would be to add weather stripping to it. Okay. So, yeah, it's like weather stripping that you would buy for your windows. It's not like mm -hmm. it's nothing too crazy. You can get it at the hardware store. Um, and so I did that and it, it definitely helps. And mm -hmm. it's something that you're probably going to have to replace every couple of years because my weather stripping needs some help at this point. Um, but it definitely helps. And like the humidity in there is at least... 10 to 20 percent higher than the ambient humidity in my house just regularly mm. um, without me doing mm -hmm. anything okay. but okay. the humidity in my home is really low in the winter obviously it's like sometimes as low as 15 percent because we have a <laughs> our stove our wood stove so you know then that only makes the greenhouse like 30 percent humidity so yeah in the past, and, and what I've seen other people do is install like a fogger or some sort of like fountain or water feature in there to have just water moving and that helps the humidity as well. What I did in the past was I had a little uh, diffuser and I threw that in mm -hmm. there and that really helps, but at the same time, it just makes it really 
humid really fast and then it's very foggy in there you know so yeah i personally have had a hard time finding a solution to keep that humidity around 80 percent because that would be ideal 80 70 to 80 percent is the most ideal for what i think with what i'm growing in there which is anthurium primarily so yeah i'm trying to figure that out and also like when you add in things like that it's taking up shelf space which is really valuable Mm -hmm in the greenhouse cabinet. Um, but the the reason for the fans, the fans is really like the only non-negotiable that I'm going to say, because if you don't have fans going in your greenhouse, it's just stagnant air. And that is just like mm-hmm. a breeding ground for bacteria. And I experienced that with my plastic greenhouse I had at my old house. And I would get yeah. bacterial spots on my anthurium. And people told me to install a fan, but I just never did. And um, I've had this closed cabinet for a couple of years and I've never had bacterial spots on my plants because mm-hmm, I have okay. um, a fan on the top and a fan on the bottom. So I have two fans because the shelf kind of cuts off circulation. So you need to have two for both halves. Mm-hmm. What kind of fans are they? They're just like small clip on. They're just like desk fans. Yeah. Like little tiny well, ones. Yeah. Like yeah, computer we can, fans or? Um, no, it's kind of like, not not a computer fan. It's like a fan that you would just like have next to your, like a little one, like next to your bedside table or like a, um, on your desk. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Kind of, it's the size of like a clip on. Yeah. Yeah. But it like sits on the okay. shelf. And I've actually seen, like, since I'm redoing my greenhouse cabinet right now, I have seen fans that kind of mount to like the top corners or onto the walls instead of sitting on the shelf. And that is what I'm looking into next because I'm realizing that that fan is taking up a spot where a plant could go, obviously. And it's essential. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to not have it. So I'm looking into having something mounted that will be a little bit less space consuming. Um, but yeah, so that's definitely really important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fan is definitely, I've seen people use like um, computer fans like that they would put in, like if you build your own PC, like a gaming machine. Mm. Um, yeah. I feel like that's the fan that I'm thinking of. And they hang of. them from the shelf. It's like a they rectangle. They hang them from the shelves or, or like yeah, it's like a square it box. a circle fan in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm looking into getting. You just yeah. plug it in? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And Usually, that's, I think it's like a USB connection or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So that leads into the next thing that I wanted to mention is, well, if you have grow lights in your house, uh, it's help. Excuse me. It's helpful to have them on a timer. Uh, some grow lights have that built in, but most don't. So... You can plug them into a smart plug. Like the smart plug is probably the best thing I've done because I can work it from my app. Like there's an Mm -hmm. app that's connected to Mm -hmm. my smart plug and I I can turn things on and off from there. I can set timers, et cetera. So the fans run 24-7. I've never turned them off besides like if I'm filming in the cabinet, then I turn it off. But um, Mm -hmm. they never turn off. The lights are on from like five in the morning to 9 p.m. I don't know how many hours that is. Okay. Um, so that's been absolutely nice. very, very important. 
Yeah. I remember we were talking about this in the pod before, but you were looking for a like a, a surge protector or a um a that was like multiple plugs in one. Power strip. And that if you can control a power strip and you uh-huh. control them individually. Is that what you found? Yes. Yeah, we can oh, link it in the should, show notes. Um, link that, yeah. Yeah, it's really yeah. nice. Yeah. It's it's by the brand GoSund. I got it on Amazon. The one that I have, it's a three plug, three plug in, and then like three USB. I don't think they sell that one anymore, but they have a bigger one, which is better. So uh, we'll link that one. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so you great. Can control each plug individually. Yes, with like a timer, you can turn it on or That's off. That's so cool. Yeah, that's really Some nice them... for if you go like, uh... oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say some of the plugs have the timer capability and some don't. So you'll just, it'll tell you on the app like which is which. But yeah. Okay. That's what I have all of my girl lights set up on smart plugs like that, that just automatically mm-hmm. turn on and off every day. Yeah. Yeah, I got to get with it, man. I don't. I manually turn them on and off. But like I was going to say, that's pretty good nice for if you're going out of town because then you can mm-hmm. remote it from anywhere you know and then they're not being left yep. on or left off the whole time you're out of town right yeah when you guys so when you do go out of town nicole do you just leave it on the whole time if you didn't I'll probably have, someone... have my mom oh if i didn't have someone i'd probably just honestly i'd probably leave them off oh really because mm-hmm. i would be well yeah because I would be worried about leaving them on for like a week straight, even though they're very low powered LED lights. Yeah. I don't know. I would just be worried about it. Like when we go out of town, we unplug everything just for like fire hazard reasons. Like if no one's going to be here, but I've never really experienced going out of town with no one being in my house because I've, we've always had a dog sitter because we never really took our dogs. We actually did. We went on a, we went on a road trip one time um and we took the dogs is when we went to new orleans and it was like so weird because we literally (laughs) unplugged like everything and shut everything off and that was really before my obsession i guess with plants like before i had a big collection of plants so Yeah. yeah yeah whenever i leave town and if i have a grow light that's not on a timer i just leave it on It's been fine, I mean, that's but what I do too. Yeah, I'm sure that it's fine. It's just, you know, one of yeah. those things that like I'd be worried about, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's fair. You? You? Worried? Yeah, I was going to say mean, this really? is a difference in our personality cuz like I was thinking you were were worried about the plants, but you're just worried about a fire. I was thinking yeah. like I'd rather ha- the plant have Well, and I have like grow lights underneath my TV stand <laughs> and if it's like a weekend, I'll leave that on. But if it's longer than that, I just put those plants in my plant room so I don't have to even worry about mm-hmm. it. But like my big Monstera in my bedroom, like I'm not going to move that downstairs. Like that, I'm just, I'm not. It's way too heavy. It's too big. But yeah. okay, back on task. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I did want to mention about the grow lights though. So the same grow lights, obviously, that we have on our plant shelves, you said you used in the cabinet. And I recently have been using those for propagations. Now, I did buy specific boxes that were frosted, so they kind mm-hmm. of diffuse the light. Mm-hmm. But I took my light meter that I haven't broke out in a long time and yeah. put it under there to see because I had two per shelf. And it was like it, it was off the charts as far as like foot candles wise. And foot candles in your house, you should usually have between seven for house plants, seven fifty to like a thousand or twelve hundred. Just one of those lights is fifteen hundred. 
it plus like more. And so like wow. I was noticing my propagations coming through like very chlorotic. The leaves were a lot smaller than the yeah. prior leaves. And yeah. I was like, um, and so I took out the double grow lights and I just used one on each shelf mm-hmm. and probably for mm-hmm. a cabinet, that's probably not even the best grow light to use, you know? No, it's the only even one just that one I've... is going to blast. Right. Right. That's the only one that I've tried. I feel like the mother grow light would be the best. I see Fern use the mother grow light mm-hmm. in there. Um, I just don't know if it would look weird to have a black grow light in a white unit. I'm overthinking it, surely. Is it like really, is it like a big grow light? It's like, no, it's it's skinny. It it's It's skinny. It's probably, but it's definitely like the one that I would get is definitely shorter well, I have mother grow lights that I just have. Mm-hmm. So, like, I could just pop them I in think there. You, I don't think it would look bad. I, I really don't. But you could also yeah. spray paint it. Like, you could tape off the areas that's and just true. spray paint it white if you really wanted it to match. Oh, that's yeah, true. They're, I'm looking at them now. They're pretty slim. Like, yeah. They're, I don't think it would look so terrible. beautiful. Yeah, they're very beautiful. Yeah. And Do you have a code? I don't think I have a code, but I have worked with them before. I, I think maybe I have a link. I don't know if the code okay. would still be active. Well, if I have something, we'll put it in the description. Because their grow lights are really nice. Really, really nice. Like, I have plants under th- those grow lights exclusively under my TV stand. And those plants have mm-hmm. grown, like, more than most plants in my collection. It's awesome. So... Yes, I was wow. sponsored by them, but also like I was just I felt really lucky to work with a brand that is like that cool and like makes a product that awesome that works. So yeah. it was a win-win, honestly. Yeah, um for sure. But yeah, so I'm actually thinking about switching up my grow light after this conversation, finding out that it's that bright. That would really explain yeah. a lot of the growth that I've had in there. So you're getting like small, small leaves and very compact and like a lighter green color and that kind of stuff? Yeah, the growth is all very compact. And it's like some of the plants, like my forgetii, is like growing down. I'm like, "Mm, it didn't used to do that, but it's like growing, like it's trying to avoid the light. I need shade. (laughs) Right, yeah. yeah. And like some of my plants really like it. Like I have a clarinervium in there that is like literally popping the freak off, but... It the grow light has burnt, like if it if if a plant gets anywhere near that grow light, it's gonna get burnt. Um, so you have yeah. to have it spaced. I mean, they're great for starting seeds. I will say I've used them to grow seeds, and they're phenomenal for that because they are so extremely bright. But um, yeah, for this application, I'm not sure if I'm sold on them. But I was gonna say, what are some of the accessories slash upgrades you can do that are more like high end or you know less than basic because we've we've discussed that the basic is you probably want to weather strip it so you can keep humidity in there if you want to mm-hmm. add a humidifier or a, a fountain which i have also seen in a fan like that's the basic so yeah weather strip fountain fan for circulation mm-hmm. and the smart plug to keep control smart of those plug. things but what are some upgrades you can do that are just like you know kind of high end yeah well to start most people get the skate i think it's skatus or scatus pegboard from ikea and oh you Mm -hmm. can 
you can get the a pegboard that's like the exact size of the cabinet width, which is great. IKEA products work really well together. Um, so that's what I started. I just off bought with. that. I just bought that and hung it over my desk. I love it. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're really awesome, and they have all of the these accessories that go with it, which is great. Like I've used the the plant clips before, and the little shelves are great. And I see a lot of people use the like cube compartment thing to put propagations in. So those are cool too. I personally just went for the shelves and the clips. Um, But after having that for, you know, a year or two at this point, I've upgraded now, which if if you want to see a visual of all of this, I have a video on my YouTube channel that's out already or coming out this week. So just stay tuned. And in that video, I order like upgraded accessories. So it's like the acrylic version. So like I bought them from like an acrylics company on Etsy. So I bought basically a Skatis pegboard, but it's acrylic. And this is better because, yeah, the the Skatis, as most IKEA products, it's like pressed board and I have experienced mold on mine before, which obviously is not mm. like fun. It's not harmful mold, but it's just I don't want that. Um, so yeah. just mm-hmm. with the porosity of the material in in like that closed environment, it's not great. So I'm excited to have the acrylic now because that's just clear plastic. And you can use mm-hmm. all of the Skatis accessories with it because they have spaced it out exactly the same uh, the holes are the same shape, so you can still use your skatist accessories like the clips and the shelves, etc. But there's a ton of companies on Etsy and probably elsewhere, but I just went to Etsy, who have made like acrylic versions of products that IKEA sells. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it right now, and there's so much. There's so much. Like specifically I, what I did, for the Millsbow. Yeah, yeah, because it became so popular, I feel like. And that's wonderful that people immediately like, okay, well, let's let's make this better. Yeah. yeah. And I so appreciate it because when I started mine, everybody was going very basic, which is fine because we didn't know about all of this yet. And it yeah. wasn't there yet. So I replaced my shelf with a shelf with holes in it. So the airflow is a little bit better. Um, hopefully, we'll see. I mean, I didn't have issues with airflow before, but now there's holes Uh, just for extra. And I also got some corner shelves because what you'll notice is usually people have their greenhouse set up in two halves and it can kind of feel like, I don't know, not very, I don't want to say designer, but it could not very, it could look very, not very aesthetic if all the plants are just sitting on a shelf lined up. And so these corner Mm -hmm. shelves make it possible for you to have like levels and just like different plants yeah dimension exactly so the pegboard helps with that of course i will say that i ordered um some acrylic shelves for the pegboard that are wider because the skatis like shelves are like two and a half inches wide which maybe can fit a nursery pot sometimes but usually not even that so i i just found that i wasn't using them like ever because i couldn't fit anything on those shelves so Mm -hmm. as i was like finishing up setting up what i had on the greenhouse i put those shelves back up and i'm like this is useless space and i bought this new pegboard 
and I want to put plants on it, but I can't. So I found uh, a four inch depth acrylic shelf and a six inch depth acrylic shelf. And I haven't cool. received them yet, but in the video, you'll see me put those up. I haven't received them yet, so I can't really say if they're like awesome or not, but I hope that they are because I just needed a little bit of extra width on those shelves to actually use mm-hmm. them. So, yeah, even Did if you you're... order from Modern Aqua Shop. Oh, yeah, Modern Aqua Shop. I ordered the the shelves that I was just talking about from them, the acrylic mm-hmm. four and six inch shelves. And then yeah. I ordered from Ultimate Acrylics my shelf, pegboard, and corner shelves. They're also reasonably reasonably priced. Like, this is, stuff is not expensive. Yeah, it's really not that bad. I mean, if you're buying it at the same time that you're buying the Ikea greenhouse, like the Millsbow, it, right. it might feel like a lot. But since it was spaced out for me, it was like maybe a $300 investment to making it better mm-hmm. so now i'm yeah. like six hundred dollars deep but um it's been over time and like i'm making it better so yeah mm-hmm. one of my big fears about an ikea greenhouse cabinet because i have wanted one because there are there are places in my house where i don't have plants that would be nice to have plants in and that obviously would help um but one of my fears is uh if i put a plant in there that's maybe like a humidity hoe a little diva and <laughs> it gets big and I need to take it out of there. It's like, mm-hmm. well, you've kind of just set that up for failure because it's used to this a life in this perfect environment. And then you're just ripping it out of there yeah, and putting it somewhere. And most of the things I have are Hoya. So it would be differently Hoya that go in there. Um, have you ever noticed that with your plants or have you taken anything out of there that's been in there and had to have it adjust? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have... I have several plants that I've taken out of there and they've been totally fine. Like, for example, it's not Hoya, but for number one, (laughs) well, yeah, I actually did have a Hoya in there and I took it out and it didn't even seem like it was affected, honestly. Also, it had flat mites, though, so I don't know. (laughs) But that's not the best, like, test subject. But with philodendron, I had my um, philodendron splendid in there for a really long time and it outgrew the cabinet very fast. So I ended mm-hmm. up moving it out. And I think just because the plant was more established, it was fine. It really didn't have okay. any like I didn't lose leaves. Um, the growth slowed for sure, but I put it on a plank and now it's growing like crazy, you know, so it's just different. It's just growing differently. And then another one is my albosingonium. I regrew it in the cabinet. Mm-hmm. So the the greenhouse cabinet's a great place to rehab plants. Um, yeah. That plant lived in there for like three or four months and I took it out and it had zero effect on it. Like it was happy to have the humidity in the light but when i took it out it was like cool anyway let's keep growing so mm-hmm. i think it depends on the plant for sure like if i i've had several anthurium that i've taken out most of them have been fine but some of them were not so it just depends i don't feel like do you have any other questions about the greenhouse nicole i don't think so you pretty much tapped into everything that i was i was mainly curious about sealing it like with the weatherproofing because uh-huh. I've seen a couple of videos of people doing it and it doesn't look like it's that easy of a process but also you have a video setting it all up don't you uh-huh yeah I have a video yeah. where I showed how I weather how I weather stripped it and all of that 
Um, we can link that in the show notes and everything else. But it was the weather stripping was really the least of my worries. And that was the th- what I've noticed is the things that I thought would be scary with it have been easy. Like there's been nothing in mm-hmm. the process of setting it up that was too much. Like set it like actually building the cabinet was annoying. That's really the only thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Anything with doors from IKEA is annoying, okay? <laughs> yeah. Just hire a task rabbit and they will come set it up and they'll take all the trash out. They have to. That's in the contract. I know. We did that. <laughs> we had them we had them build some cabinets for us and this guy said that he was pretty quick and he came at like five o'clock and he didn't leave until like 11 p.m. <gasps> You're like, do you want dinner? I tried to do task grab it because I yeah. love building Ikea stuff. But then when it said you had to take out all the trash and sometimes there's a lot of trash. A lot. And what are you supposed to like, do with uh, it? No, thank you. Yeah. Like find your recycling because most of it, it is recyclable, you know, right. with yeah. Ikea. But no, I don't, I don't want to deal with someone else. Like if, if I put your thing together for you, you can at least just put your trash. I can take it to your <laughs> trash bin, but no, they, they, you weren't allowed to, put it in their trash you had to take that's it that's weird you. oh yeah that i don't think i can see that how, either i can see how that can be advantageous if you live in like new york city but like other than that yeah because like as the person hiring you're like yeah let's get you to get rid of this trash but as a task yeah. rabbit it's like you'd have to hope you have a dumpster hookup um <laughs> a dumpster hookup Awesome. <laughs> I got the hookup. Uh, uh, no, but actually the Millsbo doors are like a pin door. So you just like, there's a pin on the bottom, I think, and then you just slide it into the hole and then a pin at the top and you just slide it oh. down in. So there's no like hinges okay. or anything. Okay. That's easier. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's very, I did it by myself. It's very easy to put mm-hmm. together but now the weather stripping you just have to get the right thickness and i think i went mm-hmm. over that pretty thoroughly in my video so just watch the video and see what the thickness is because you don't want it to be too thick where the doors don't shut but you want it to be yeah tight. yeah well i'm excited to see your updated video and you said by the time yeah, this comes too. out it'll be out right yeah it, it should be or like th- this friday I don't know if it's going to be okay. Tuesday or Friday upload at that point, but yeah. Did you well, do this before is... and after shots like a like a home improvement show? Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm going to probably pull footage from old videos to get the before shots because I know that I've done like a pan of it like so uh-huh. many times, but I forgot. I'm like, uh, yeah, oh, dang. I wasn't thinking about the before and after. No, that's okay. <laughs> Got to get but, all HGTV yeah. on them, Becky. Yeah. I do have like probably millions of minutes of footage, so I can pull from something surely. Well, yeah, this is can. this is your um, PSA to make sure that you're following Becca De La Plants over on YouTube so you can and hit the notification so you get notified when she posts it. Heck yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay, well, um, extra long catch up, a longer episode today because we did want to get into the topic but Mm -hmm. if you guys enjoyed this please remember to leave us a review that helps get our podcast out to other people also share it with a friend maybe someone you know that's looking to get into a greenhouse cabinet um but yeah just reviewing really helps us so we appreciate you guys being here listening we also have a patreon that also supports us on the pod 
Um, so head over to Patreon if you want to get some extra content, some extra chatty content. You can find that there. And individually, you can find us on Instagram and not, uh, and not, dude, Instagram <laughs> and YouTube. Um, my name on Instagram and YouTube is not, dude. Becca is uh, De La Plants on Instagram and Becca De La Plants on YouTube. And Nicole is My Clean Leaves on both as well. So, um, and also you can follow our podcast on Instagram at Potted Together. And tag us in your IKEA greenhouse cabinets because we want to see Ooh. your setups. We want to know what the accessories are that you absolutely love. So either tell us on the post today or tag us in stories and we'll repost it. Um, yeah. But we want to see it. So We want to mm-hmm. see it all. I might Show have a juicy reel of some thirst footage Ooh. of my greenhouse cabinet on oh. the on the Instagram today. Yeah. My thirst trap. You can see all my chlorotic plants running from my grow lights. (laughs) Help me, help me. Please, I'm so hot. (laughs) I'm so hungry. Oh, man. All right, friends. Well, thank you for joining us for this longer episode, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.